Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole, and I just have to say something. This is off script, but Fallon made a fabulous intro for Dream Leapers Inspiration, which I love. And Fallon, I want you to play it one more time. and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. And I want to say a big thank you to Fallon, who made that great opener that we now have for Dream Leapers Inspiration. Welcome, welcome, everyone. You know, I am right now in the community where I was when I launched Dream Leapers Inspiration. And it's kind of hard to believe it's been, I guess this is the third year. It was at the beginning of COVID when everyone had gone inside and we were trying to figure out how can we connect in meaningful ways with others. And I think all of us felt isolated because we were told to go home, go inside, lock the door, stay inside, only go out for essential reasons. And my family and I took this very, very seriously. We it very quickly had the experience of isolation in not the best way. And I'm going to believe that many of us, many of you who are connected right now, had the same experience. Like human beings need to be together. And we were told we can't be together. We have to keep ourselves separated and even at home, the idea was don't be all up underneath of each other because this disease is so insidious and so unknown at that time that we needed to keep our distance. And so what happened for me on a spiritual level, on a soul level, was a feeling of disconnection, disconnection from the light of others that when you're out and about, you know, you very naturally experience the connection, or I do, the connection to other people and their light, the that shimmering awareness that lives within others. And if you think about it, and maybe you will now because I'm mentioning it, as you go about your day, and now we're out a lot more, when you are drawn to someone that you see, may not even be anyone you know, but you're drawn to someone, even simply observing that person can draw the light that they are emanating to you. 
Sometimes it's shared in a hug or a smile, a glance, a wave. And I felt during the beginning of COVID, during the beginning of the pandemic, when we had to stay home, that we weren't really connecting uh, meaningfully with people in the way that humans need. And so I created Dream Leapers Inspiration to create space for us to come together for a short time. It started out every day. The first couple of weeks literally was every single day of the week and then I couldn't maintain that. Then it was five days a week. And then after a period of time, because I realized we would continue it, we went to once a week, which is where we are now, of connection, often of meditation, of being conscious and intentional about what we focus on so that the inspiration that we come together around in this moment will be good for each of us individually, but also for the collective. And I was just telling some friends this weekend about this broadcast and they didn't know that I was doing it. And when I described the point of it, you know, the purpose to really inspire us to leap into our greatness, like, mm, that's important. And so I thank all of you who join me either live now in the moment or later uh, on demand and as a podcast. I thank you for being a part of this community of light and potential because for the past two and a half years or so, it has been a very important way for me to reach out to others who are like-minded, who are looking to choose to uplift themselves and choose the light, choose to find greatness and goodness in each moment. It's always there, no matter what's going on. The greatness and the goodness are there. Sometimes it's hard to see. Sometimes the things that happen in our lives make it very difficult for us to see past pain, to see past the past, to sometimes we get locked into something that happened, something that someone did to us or said to us, a, an experience that hurt our, our hearts. And sometimes we're unable to let go. And when you cannot let go of things that bother you, it's pretty much impossible to be fully present in the moment where you are because you're carrying baggage of whatever that past experience was into this moment. Today, I want to talk to us about practicing forgiveness. One of the most difficult things to do, I believe. And if you look at the writings of many great people, great spiritual leaders, great philosophers, poets, thinkers, you will see that one of the greatest challenges that people have is to actually forgive themselves and others for things that have occurred in their life that were less than optimal, let's just say. If you are on the planet, there are things that you have done that are not optimal. We make mistakes. We hurt each other's feelings. We stumble. We sometimes are not thoughtful. Sometimes we're unkind. 
sometimes we are oblivious to our behavior and sometimes others are oblivious to theirs. In general, I think people are good. And many times people don't do good things, but it doesn't mean that inherently they aren't good. I think people get distracted, derailed, circumstances lead them to make choices that may not be the best choices for them and certainly may not be the best choices for others. But if we take the posture, the belief that people are good inherently, and sometimes they do bad things, I think it's easier for us to forgive them. And that includes forgiving ourselves for something that we've done that may be hurtful. And even as I say that, I know that as I think about myself and I think about people that I've that I know and that I've read about, the experiences that we have as children, those growing up experiences during our formative years, have such an incredible impact on who we are and how we react to the things that happen in our lives. And many people don't, aren't able to release themselves from the experiences, the, what can feel like the bondage of something that occurred during their childhood, whether it was a parent who was unkind or incapable of providing the tender loving care that we may have needed in the way we needed it, whether it is a friend who was cruel and children, as we talk about young years, children can be cruel and unconscious about their cruelty and sometimes conscious. Whether it is a teacher who said something that was hurtful, that could have propelled you to do great in your life, but the pain is still there. Whatever it is, whether it's something that felt like a complete violation and was, and yet even a complete violation, whatever, in whatever way it's manifested, even that can be forgiven. So I want you to think for a moment, and I don't usually do this because I'm looking for the light, but trust me that if you do this exercise with me, we end up in the light. I want you to sit in that meditative posture, feet flat on the floor, thumbs and forefingers touching, put them on your knees, just breathe. You can close your eyes if you like. Just breathe naturally. Be present. Be in your full present state. Pay attention to your breath as it moves in and out of your body. Allow yourself to be at peace in this moment. Trust that this exercise is something that you can manage that you'll be safe because we're here together safely. And as you breathe very naturally and fully, 
Ask yourself, is there something that you need to offer forgiveness for? Someone, some experience, something. What do you need to forgive? Who do you need to forgive? What circumstance requires, is calling for your forgiveness right now? Just breathe and ask yourself. And if you feel pain and tightness in your body as you think about this, just keep breathing. Breathe a little deeper. And ask yourself, what do I need to forgive? Who do I need to forgive? Is there something from my childhood that's bubbling forth right now? Is there something from this moment? Someone from this time in my life I need to forgive right now. What's coming up as you are contemplating this? As you're asking your soul, who do I need to forgive? What circumstance do I need to forgive? If it is me, myself, I need to forgive. Why? Why? Point to that experience inside of yourself that is yearning for forgiveness. And notice it. See it. Keep breathing, love. Don't hold your breath. Allow yourself to breathe through seeing it. No matter how difficult it is to look at, what is it? What do you see when you ask yourself, where do I need to offer my forgiveness? To whom? To what experience? Where that throb of pain, discomfort is standing in my way. What is it? Whatever it is, breathe and invite it to dissipate. Don't let it become like a ball of tension inside of your being. If it feels like a ball, let the ball go up, 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 through your spinal cord, up, 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 through the top of your head and just let it release. I forgive. I forgive you. I forgive myself. I forgive the moment that made this thing happen, whatever it was. I forgive my family. I forgive my boss. I forgive my teacher. I forgive my neighbor. I forgive my child. I forgive my spouse. I forgive my significant other. I forgive myself. Breathe in forgiveness, breathe out forgiveness. Breathe in forgiveness, breathe out forgiveness. Allow yourself to let go of whatever the pain is. It doesn't take away what happened. Whatever happened, happened. But guess what? It's in the past. Even if there are repercussions now, Whatever happened, happened. There's an ED on the end of it. It's from the past. Forgive 
whatever happened and whoever helped to make that happen. Forgive yourself for having such a full experience around it. Forgive yourself if you created the environment to make that happen. Breathe in forgiveness. Breathe out forgiveness. Breathe in forgiveness. Breathe out forgiveness. And now very gently open your eyes. How are you doing? I hope you were able to feel, I hope you were able to give yourself permission to let yourself forgive. And I want to read you a quote, really good one that I found on this topic. It says, I think the first step is to understand that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator. Forgiveness liberates the victim. It's a gift you give yourself. That's from the great spiritual bishop, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Let me read it to you again. T.D. Jakes says, I think the first step is to understand that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator. Forgiveness liberates the victim. It's a gift that you give yourself. It's a gift that you give yourself. So think about it. What did you come up with? What was the experience that you wanted to offer forgiveness for? You know what that was. Whatever that was. Think about what happened in that experience. And when you are able to let go of whatever the energy is around that, then what happens? Okay, so I'll give you an example for me. When I was a child, there was a girl who was what I call my best friend from kindergarten through the seventh grade. So that's a long time. And so I'll tell this to you as I saw it through my child's eyes and then after forgiveness. It took me a long time to forgive her. When we got to the seventh grade, so this is what we call junior high school. I think it's called middle school now. Uh, there was a group of girls and we were all friends. And for some reason, this group of girls decided that they picked one day a week when they were going to ignore me and act like I wasn't there. Literally, kid stuff. I'm just telling you what happened. So I remember being called by the teacher in particular class to hang back for a moment. And what had occurred, I was a really good student and I was very shy about that because people teased me for being a good student. My teacher had put my grade on the board and the kids had all seen it and it was a good grade. And so I was kind of embarrassed. And the teacher called me back to say something. And when I left, my friend group had was walking away to the next class. And I called ahead and said, oh, wait up, wait up, wait up. And they didn't. And so I ran up to them. And when I reached them, literally they acted as if I wasn't there. They pretended I wasn't there. I was talking to them. I touched somebody's shoulder. They ignored me. And they ignored me for the rest of the day. 
I don't even know what that would feel like as an adult, but as a child, it was devastating. That my, there were about eight girls, none of them spoke to me. And this occurred to my recollection, I think it was once a week on a particular day, that they just ignored me and acted more than ignored, they acted like I wasn't there. And it was just so devastating. And then I found out that the ringleader of this was my best friend. How could that be? This person who I love so much, who I thought was my best friend, would suggest such a thing. And so as this insecure, gawky teenager that I was, I was just in a lot of pain. And I remember telling my mother, she wanted to know what happened. And I told her. And she said, sometimes you just have to walk away, Harriet. Because I was trying to get them to explain to me what happened. And, you know, please, please, please. And it was really pathetic. <laughs> but also it didn't work. They had this idea in their head and they were going to do this. So my mother told me, just sometimes you have to walk away. And actually, that was a transforming moment for me. At the time, I wore glasses just like now. But glasses were not cool when I was a kid. They called me four eyes. I had two long braids. I cut my hair really short. I still had to wear glasses. Uh, I got involved in modeling because I was the tallest, skinniest one, really awkward. But it went from being awkward to feeling beautiful. And my mother helped me to just move on. But I never forgave. I didn't, I was angry. I was crestfallen by my best friend. And I held on to that pain for years. Now, I didn't see her, I didn't talk to her. I mean, I would see her very occasionally. I moved from our hometown. She moved to my town, but I still hardly ever saw her. And then my dearest friend from home said to me, you know, you need to let that go. You need to forgive her and you need to say something. I'm like, why? I was dug in because every now and then I would remember and get mad all over again. You know, how, why, how dare she, why would she do this to me? And my friend, I said, why should I forgive her? Why should I reach out to her? And she said, because you can, because you have the capacity to release this from yourself and to release whatever it is in her. I've been doing so many years of spiritual work, meditation for decades. And I'm going to say, I probably talked to her about 10 years ago. So I reached out and we got together. And I said, did you ever notice, you know, that our relationship changed so much? We were so close. And did you know why? Do you know what happened? And she said, please tell me. And I told her. And I remembered it vividly. And she was incredibly apologetic. And she didn't remember at all. What she said is she grew up in a broken family. Her father was an alcoholic. Children of alcoholics often behave in weird and unacceptable ways. And that was it. That devastated me more because even though she apologized, it didn't feel like whatever apology I was looking for, but also she didn't remember. And so here I had been, I'm going to say 30 years 
of holding on to something that was burning in my soul and she didn't remember. So it had only been burning in my soul. It had been hurting me. And I'm telling you this story because just what T.D. Jakes explained, it forgiveness doesn't exonerate the perpetrator. That woman did what she did when she was a child. It releases the victim. You know, I felt myself that I was a victim. I got released of it. Not at first. I had a lot of energy swelled up around this. But after a bit, I was able to see whatever. I mean, she said, my dad was now called. I came from a broken home. She had a lot going on with her. That doesn't mean that what she did was kind. But she was troubled then. I'm giving you this whole experience of mine just so that you can let that let it trigger something in you. What happened in your life? And by the way, there are other things that I could describe where that needed forgiveness and where I've offered forgiveness, but that was just one. The childhood stuff runs deep. If you have something from your childhood that you have not released, I promise you, you will feel better if you do it. I feel so much better that I did it. Uh, I don't know how she processed it more or later. You know, I gave, I shared my experience with her. She apologized, and then I'm sure she had to process it. Practicing forgiveness isn't a one-time thing. So now when I remember the situation, it still hurts my heart. But this softness around it, because I know we were kids, I don't know what I did. What did I do to it ignite anything in this group? And also noticing that you know, our impact on more than one person is so tremendous because this one girl was able to convince a whole group of people to do something that was bad. We need to recognize our power. And when we have a lot of energy around us, especially a swirl of negative energy, it's so easy to draw other people in and then the fire grows and grows and grows. That's not what we want to do. I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. Most of us are good, good people, good souls. We make mistakes, yes, but most of us are good. And so if you want to, to grow the goodness, it's letting go of the negative, letting go of the pain, welcoming the light, choosing to see the light, even when you're in the midst of pain. You know, this weekend, my husband and I were with some friends we've been friends with for a very long time. And a whole lot of interesting stuff from the past came up. And we were able to talk very openly about whatever these things were. And there was a lot of releasing that occurred as we remembered things and shared them, as we talked about things we're going through now. It was in a covenant of love and tenderness. So we could talk about whatever it was. It was very, very powerful. 
And I want to say to you, you can have that same experience. You can have it with yourself. If you have in your life people who love you unconditionally, who know you, who would be willing to talk through things with you in a safe space. So whatever comes up, you feel like you can talk about whatever it is, unveiled. I recommend it. Because when you can create the space to just reveal and see what's on your heart, what do you need to look at? What can you look at differently? What can you see today that may alter your path for tomorrow? That may bring you closer to your heart? That may bring you closer to your loved ones? What might that be? And by invoking and practicing forgiveness, we can sometimes see a little bit more clearly and tenderly what's happening in our lives and what it means for us and how it may affect others. I welcome you to do this, do this practice of meditating on forgiveness, inviting the light to come into your being and to illuminate what you need to see and also protect you from your darkness. It works. So before we go, I'm going to read you this quote one more time. I think the first step is to understand that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator. Forgiveness liberates the victim. It is a gift that you give yourself. That's from Bishop T.D. Jakes. And I want to say this. What if you have to forgive yourself? This is suggesting... You, you and your actions, that part of you that did that thing, that part of you that did that thing, it, you have to forgive that part, but also talk to that part. Like, you can't do that again. So you are not exonerated, even if, if you forgive yourself, you're not exonerated as the perpetrator from making amends from learning how to not do whatever that thing is that you shouldn't have done in the first place. So there's subtlety in here and subtlety of understanding, of communication, of finding a way forward. This is, as I said in the beginning, one of the most difficult things to do is to practice forgiveness. Forgiving yourself and forgiving others is not easy. And yet it is a surefire path to peace because you can let the swirl of energy, that negative energy go. The memories that may wake you up at night, when you practice forgiveness, you can neutralize those things and let them go. You may need to take action to make amends, to say something to someone to right or wrong. Practicing forgiveness is not a one-time thing. You don't check it off and then it's done. It's part of a lifetime of action, of being in alignment, of offering love and gratitude and figuring out a way forward. 
I trust that you will make the effort to do that, to see that. What I described to you about myself, I feel so much better now, and I hope that that woman does too, the one who hurt me so many years ago. I have forgiven her. I've also forgiven myself for holding on for too long. I was embarrassed at first when I realized, ooh, why did I do that? Why did I hold on to that? And I had to forgive myself for not being able to let go. And now that I have let go, I feel a lightness about myself that I could have had a long time before. So let go. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Move forward. Make amends. Realign yourself with your spirit. And be happy. Thank you for spending this time with me. Ah, remember to breathe. Practice forgiveness. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.